This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 420 for the week of January, uh, February 5th, 2017. Hello, welcome back to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Konzenshu. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining here and this year of our Lord and Savior Zamasu. 2017. Man, it's a new year. We took a little time off. It's been fine. The site's been kicking along in the meantime. We are excited to start a brand new year here on the podcast. I got to start things out. I mean, I know I've been teasing this for a while, but we're actually at that point when I can genuinely say I have now been running my website for 19 years as of this month. A little bit of a break in there, but I have said I've gone back to the archives of when I thought I was taking a break and it seems like I was doing news posts in the meantime so i am gonna go on record as saying it truly has been 19 years my name is mike vegeto ex uh you know for a brand new year i i think we might have some new listeners people coming into the fold from different places i think it's worth doing a, a little bit of an introduction here about who we are and what the hell we do i am mike vegeto ex i guess you could call me a co-founder of Konzenshu, and also here the other i guess you would call him co-founder of Konzenshu. That's Heath. I'll fight you on a title if you want. We've talked about titles. We just make up new ones every other month or so. You can do that when you run a fan website, I suppose. Right. When no one's pulling a salary, you can just decide on arbitrary titles. It's totally fine. We're all project managers. That's right. That is totally true. Uh, I'm a senior project manager. I just want to put that on record. So your salary is $0 more than mine. Exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, there are four of us that run Konzenshu, so we've got half the staff here right now. We don't need those translator guys. They're not relevant to this discussion. Uh, Heath, what do we do? I guess let's start with those other guys. We have Jake. You may know him as Herms. We have Julian. You may see him as Saya Jedi. They are our translators, our fact checkers, our researchers. They are highly accredited and we are not worthy of having them working on a dinky little show like Dragon Ball. We've never been worthy. You are the uh, ringleader that pulled this circus together and somehow it's still together to this day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we specialize specifically more in the Japanese version of the series. All what, five of them now? Right. <laughs> Which is so weird to say. But uh, yeah, so if you're joining us, thanks to Dragon Ball Super, here we are. Still alive, kicking. You are, man, you and I do similar things. We cross over in a lot of ways what we do mm -hmm. on the website. Um, but we also have our own little specialties here and there. We both do content. I would say you're more two-thirds content to like my one-third content in terms of what we handle on the site. You may even have more depending on, you know, what day it is and kind of what's important for us to cover on the website. You know, even within content pages that we create, we all still kind of have our little niche that we like to do. So if it's anime related, I tend to go towards that. If it's music related, you tend to go towards that. Mm, yeah. and, and that's just how it goes, which right. is a really nice dynamic between the four of us because we don't have too much overlap, but just enough. Just enough. Yeah. So when someone has a question or if we need 
know, to do that actual fact checking, double set of eyes on things. Uh, on the day to day basis, I guess you would say I'm mostly in charge of news. I'm primarily working over there. Uh, in terms of other content, obviously I'm running the podcast here, but everyone works on everything. Uh, Heath, you are the backbone, the technical backbone of the website. It wouldn't still be running here in 2017 were it not for you. Yeah, that is always a challenge. When I decide to retire in 50 years, I think everyone's going with me. <laughs> We're going to have to set up a trust and just have some nonprofit employees that mm-hmm. work for us. Anyway, so that's uh, that's our little reintroduction to Konzenshu. We've been around for a long time. Uh, we actually come from two previous fan sites. I ran something called Daizenshu EX and Heath ran a site called Konzentai. And in 2012, we picked the absolute perfect time pre-Battle of Gods to do a little bit of earring exchanging. And here we are, Konzenshu. Uh, Konzenshu itself is going to have a five-year anniversary uh, come April 1st. So that's pretty That just exciting. sounds so weird. That is weird. It feels like it's been an eternity, like we've been doing this for 20 years, but yes. time flies. Well, I think it doesn't really help when you get two theatrical films. Uh, and a new series, uh, I know, well, right? Essentially, like three series, if you count Kai being yeah, yeah. two separate ones, and then now all the international attention, and just in North America alone, it's just like, oh my God, what a time to be alive, right? We are right back in the thick of things. All right. So that's, again, that's our little reintroduction to Konzenshu. Glad to have you along for the ride. What is on tap this episode here on our podcast? Is a fan favorite. It is. This is an annual tradition. I forgot to look up to see when we first started doing this, but we've been doing it for a long time. And that is every year we take a look at what the top stories of the previous calendar year were. And we make predictions for that next upcoming year. And then following that first inaugural annual episode we then look back on what our predictions were from that previous year and see just how poorly we did or in the case of this last year how perfect our predictions were just saying you might think that we've been following this franchise for an extremely long period of time and have a pretty good idea of how things shake out just saying that is what we are doing this episode so heath i say let's just get right on into it let's talk about the top five dragon ball news stories of 2016 so the way we arranged our top five stories what does that even mean well we are konzenshu and we have a very self-selective audience of extremely hardcore fans of the series that come looking for the most minute detail they can find in the series and i think that's why our number five story is what it is now these are all ranked and arranged according primarily to just the raw website traffic we got on these individual stories it also factors in a little bit social media stuff as well but uh, none of those numbers tip the tide for uh, anything as it relates to just raw website traffic so our number five story of the year came on April 22nd and this is that Arale is going to appear in an upcoming episode of Dragon Ball Super only the Konzenshu audience could make this a number five story of the year and why not it's a great story this was really weird because it felt like everything around this kind of like non-announcement almost it felt a little bit like a leak of an announcement felt like what would have been episode 69 of Dragon Ball Super with 
what was essentially a Dr. Slump episode. But this ended up being like a, a split second cameo in Dragon Ball Super. This is the episode where Goku was recovering from using the Kaioken while in Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan or Super Saiyan Blue, recovering from uh, these terrible effects on his body. And he was teleporting randomly all over the place. And just for a brief moment, he popped over to Penguin Village and saw Arale there. Uh, and she did have, I guess you'd say, a speaking role. And that's how we learned about it was that Mami Koyama's website, the voice actress for Arale, uh, listed that she was going to be in Dragon Ball Super. We all thought it was going to be more than it was. And I think that's what drove the amount of traffic on this story. Because I remember on this, all the speculation that came along with it of how exactly they were going to pull this off. Yeah, and yeah. I think they even ended up the official uh, Twitter account ended up tweeting out a picture of Goku and Arale. And so you're like, oh man, they're really kind of hyping this. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, when it turned out to just be a split second scene with, hey, here's some poop, and then went away. <laughs> yep. That was, it was it. Like, that's it? Okay. And then it turns out later on we got an entire episode. So I don't know if any of that was based off the fact of the response they got, seeing that Arale was going to be in there. But uh, yeah, it was a really nice cameo. And I almost, I think that's almost kind of the way it should have been especially on the first time, of yeah, yeah, make yeah. it very short, mm -hmm. but definitely different with the amount of hype that came with it. I feel like I, I mentioned this uh, just like you were alluding to when I did the uh, that episode about just that episode in particular with Jake here on the show, uh, on the podcast. It really did feel like a test bed for, we're going to try this. Can we get away with this? Are people going to notice or care? Mm -hmm. Oh, they care? All right, let's do this. Well, especially since they just went with her and they didn't really introduce any other Dr. Slump characters. Mm -hmm. Very cool cameo. Our number five, amazingly, our number five story mm -hmm. of the year. The number four story of the year was the Future Trunks arc key visual being revealed. This was back on June 3rd this year. This was when we got that image of Goku Black grinning to the side. We had the Potara earring. We had Trunks. We had Mai with her shotgun. We had the destroyed future. This was, this was just absolutely enormous in fandom. That really got people going. Well, and then we had um, Eiko Yamada actually post on Twitter that, hey, I'm going to be in Dragon Ball Super like every single episode. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Right. So, yeah, it was really nice. And um, again, a lot of the speculation, especially when you just get a key visual, because that's all you have to go on. Mm -hmm. um, a lot. It, there wasn't a whole lot of information that came along with no, it. No, not at this point. Not yet. We'll obviously get to that. But. Yeah, there was just this huge discussion of, well, what's the earring? Mm -hmm. Is he already fused? Is he going to fuse? Yeah. Who could he be? Is it truly Goku? Yeah. Is it even a Potara? Mm -hmm. I mean, there were a lot of different questions that were going on. Yeah, the, the key visual really does have to speak for itself and, and mm -hmm. speak in the enormous amount. You think of the old cliche, a picture is worth a thousand words, and it really does have to be. Like, that's the point of these kinds of releases, particularly with uh, anime. And with Dragon Ball, even more in particular, when you have a new arc like this, they really need to sell you on what's coming up. And, and then you have a main character show up with different hair color, and it's just, oh, so much fun. Oh, we'll get to that. Save it. Save it. <laughs> uh, spoilers everything is about Dragon Ball Super. I mean, I don't think <laughs> that's too much of no a surprise. Way. All top five stories here are about Dragon Ball Super. Our number three story of the year, this came on April 23rd. The God Hierarchy was going to expand with Zen-O, literally the king of everything. Uh, Jake Herms here from Konzenshu coined Omni-King as a nice, easy way to phrase it, and that seems to have uh, caught on pretty well throughout yeah, fandom. Yeah, it's definitely percolated across the internet. What was fascinating about this image was that 
um, we had Zeno and we had one attendant. Uh, but then the series, obviously, we got two attendants per Zeno. And now we have two Zeno. And now we got four attendants. <laughs> there was uh, just, again, this arc in particular for Super, the speculation was at maximum. So just the question on how strong is this guy? How strong is the attendant? And not just that, but... And I've talked about this, the, the power creep over the series, the God creep over the series. Mm-hmm. We are now at what we, we have to assume is the absolute top. He is literally the king of everything. You Leave it to Toriyama. He will come up with a way for there to be a lord of everything over everything. But yeah, you would have to assume this is the pinnacle that... Uh, this is where he wants to set the bar. The fact that it's a very childish character is just so fitting. It is, yep. You know, makes me laugh every time. Especially when you, you hear him talk, you're just like, yep, it's a kid that's running all of these universes and all of these worlds. It, it was cliche Toriyama, and I think we should have seen it coming. Uh, I think it still works really well, and this is going to be a, a larger character moving forward in the series. We have a lot mm-hmm. more to go with Zeno now that we have two Zeno. Until Toribot shows up. Right. Well, let's move on. These uh, last two things, these were absolutely massive. Number two story of the year on Konzenshu, the Future Trunks arc announcement. Not even a key visual, just the announcement, but it wasn't just an announcement, the the announcement did come with two character designs that was Trunks in what we would consider like his normal outfit and then a casual outfit. What blew this story out of the water was the blue hair. We did a podcast episode about it. We followed up on it several times. It is what it is right now. But at the time, was that not absolutely crazy? Well, and the best part is, as a series played out, you get future Trunks that comes back. He has his blue hair. Whereas you have the current times trunks, yeah, child yeah. trunks, who keeps his purplish hair. And so it's just, it's really neat to see, hey, they know what they're doing as far as we're recognizing they have different hair colors. Mm-hmm. So it was really fascinating to see them try to deal with it when they were using flashback footage. Like, oh, we have to sepia tone <laughs> this if we're going to use actual Z footage. And then when they decided to do Trunks TV special stuff, they just flat out reanimated it to include the blue hair. I mean, the workarounds they were doing were... And they were doing flashbacks even of things that only occurred within Super that we never saw. Yeah, right, previously. right. Like, like Bulma giving him the time machine and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was really interesting to see some of those scenes and how they handled that. Yeah, yeah. But the announcement, I mean, it was, we got a quote from Toriyama. He outlined what was going on. Uh, I think the, the big point here was that, yes, it was a new story by Toriyama with a little help from the editorial department. And we talked about this in our uh, big review of the arc a couple episodes ago here. Uh, but that really shows the trajectory of Super where they were doing everything they could to get Toriyama involved. And he wants to be involved, but we see the extent of Toriyama's involvement where he just, he does not want to run the show. He wants to be there, be involved, have that control, be the original author, know his characters, and have that that authority, that input overseeing it. But man, he does not want to be responsible for it. No, he is very much hands-off in a way, yet hands-on he's kind of like in the u.s uh, a lot of movies have executive producers of i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. oversee it you guys come up with everything i'll let you know if i like it but we know he has given like essentially bullet points of this is what i'm thinking and then they fill in the blanks in between 
Right. I can live with it, especially now that we know this is how they're going to be doing things. I already used the word fascinating, but again, it was fascinating to see him become more involved also with the manga side of things, uh, not just collaborating with Toyotaro uh, in terms of a directorial area, but uh, Mm -hmm. actually doing a storyboard or two and saying, here's what the framing of this page should be. That's his expertise is the, the printed page. And it makes sense that he would take Uh, interest in that side of things and it's been um to use your word again such a fascinating dynamic to really see how he has input on both mediums as far as the animated tv series right and the manga adaptation and it's almost as if it's like uh when it was originally serialized how you have the manga and it's there but the anime is different or it does things differently. So you still get that sense. It's not uh, where we had originally discussed when they first announced there would be a manga continuously running alongside the animated TV series, that there's this nice dynamic of, you know, they're different yet the same thing, just like how it used to be uh, with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So in that way, I do really like how they're doing this. And the fact that Toriyama has input on both and almost much more input on the animated series than he ever did previously. Mm, right. So I've it's been really fun to watch. And especially we're starting to get a lot more of behind the scene peeks at things. We are. We, it was so vague early on. Yeah. At least there are some concrete things that they're starting to say about it. Which is, is always good because a lot of times you don't get that till way later. And it seems like they're opening up a lot more now as things are happening, which is something we've never really seen before. So that's been kind of nice yeah, as a fan. They're using it as a promotional tool too, because they can say Toriyama is doing they this, should. Toriyama is doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And when you have mediums these days, you know, like Twitter and Facebook, it's so easy to put that stuff out. 140 characters, boom, hey, we just did a promo that can reach thousands of people internationally as well as in japan and it's so so much easier i hate japanese twitter because they can say so much more in a single tweet than we can (laughs) yes anyway all right so our number one what do you got mike oh my god the way i described it i'm just gonna read (laughs) the first sentence i wrote here the top story of 2016 at the time i wrote this is only two weeks old and did significantly more traffic in those two weeks than the number two story which was posted over half a year ago And I'm pretty sure the number one story did more traffic than the numbers five through two stories combined. Yeah. Number one story of the year. Surprising. Absolutely no one. Universe survival arc, key visual and synopsis. Oh, I thought it'd be our Raleigh again. (laughs) Yeah. For our audience, of course it would be. (laughs) No, December 15th, we put up the the key visual and the synopsis for the arc that we're finally just going to be getting. This coming week, uh, this was different from the Trunks one in that we got the visual and the synopsis at the same time. Like they just blew everything out all at once. Uh, I think that was definitely the way to do it. They wanted to make a splash um, the way that Super was already rolling out internationally. At this point, we knew about the simulcast that was going on, about the international announcements for America specifically and some of the other territories that uh, already were airing it to really do a big blowout on what the next arc was going to be that the entire world would be able to follow from its inception, as opposed to the Trunks arc again, which was already a few episodes in by the time things like Crunchyroll and Daisuke picked it up for simulcast. Um, This made total sense that that, uh, the way they rolled it out was the right way to do it, and the amount of attention it received made total sense in return. Which is really good to see, because I know early on when 
Dragon Ball Super first started, there was a lot of discussion that we even had, and also fans within Japan, of just, why is Toei handling things the way they are? It didn't make any sense. But now that everyone is finally on the same page, we have simulcasting, not nearly globally, but across much of the world. So, yeah, I think they did this fantastically, and uh, my hat's off to them on this one. Because every everybody picked it up right away. Oh, for sure. I mean, this really was on nice. the mainstream sites as well. This made total sense. I don't know what else we can say about it. I mean, it was the number one story of the year for a reason. We all understand why it was the number one story of the year for a reason. Well, and then it was also nice because there was a lot of little trivia type things that came along with it where you're seeing things that Toriyama has said in interviews right, right. or Q&As now are showing up in visuals. And I mean, it really gets you going where you can pick those things apart. Obviously, you're referring there to number 17 being a ranger, which we uh, did get uh, in strange places over the years. But yeah, that that came back. We always wonder, I mean, how many years, spoiler, it's not on our predictions list this year, how many years did we talk about the Makayo and the Makayoshin? He talked about these in back, oh man, where was that debuted? Is that the Super Exciting Uh, Guides? Super Exciting Guides. It was. What, Uh, 2005? Five, six, yeah, around there. We just talked for years about when are we going to see this come up and it never did so anytime there's a new tidbit especially a historical tidbit like in retrospect not about the future of the series but like oh this character did this or is now doing this we're like well how how is that going to come up will that ever come up uh and to see 17 being a park ranger actually come up again uh that was really fun and it was just a surprise enough just to have him in the visual for sure, right? I don't think anyone foresaw that coming. No, that would have been a super surprise. Get it in and of mm-hmm. itself, but to have Ranger on there—that just—I mean—that gave us an opportunity to plug all the translation work we've done over the years. So yeah, that for sure. Well, all right. Well, those were the top five stories of 2016 on Konzenshu. We are going to turn it now to our predictions that we made at the very beginning of 2016 for the calendar year. We're going to see how we did. So what we like to do is read each other's predictions and kind of crucify them for how poorly they did. So I will last year was really difficult because we decided to go back and forth instead of just like <laughs> that was all my mine. idea. Wasn't it, it was. It totally was. Yep. And it made it really difficult to break them all out. So we might jump all over the place a little bit here. Uh, this year, I definitely want to do it individually, so it's easier to do the following year, both for me collecting them and then having the conversation. Heath, last year, you said Super will keep going strong. We will get a new movie from the series, which will be separate from the TV series continuity. I stand by that. It's something that happened that nobody knows about. It's that lost hidden movie. There was a site that absolutely reported on a third movie that was absolutely being made. I mean, it's right there on the internet. The internet doesn't lie. Yeah. All right, we'll move on because everything else you said was pretty spectacular. You said the Kai Arkabu will premiere on TV. You were talking about the international version specifically, Funimation's Correct. English dub. No giant fanfare. It's just going to run right into it. Uh, I think that probably would have been the plan had they not been able to time super day and date with Kai. Uh, But even by comparison, it really did feel like Kai was the also ran 
alongside mm-hmm. Super. I mean, they still did a pretty good job promoting it, but the, the excitement over Super really outshined Bukai, which by this point was, you know, two, three years too late. Yeah, it was kind of, let's shoot ourselves in the foot. Well, you went on to say, we're not going to hear anything on Super in terms of a domestic announcement, or rather international, American, until the very end of 2016, with nothing starting until early 2017. Do I get like half credit on that? You get full credit on that because it was very well into 2016 before we heard uh, a solid peep out of Funimation. And then it began January 2017. That's early 17. Boom. That's money right there. That was pretty good. Uh, Again, you'd think that you and I have been following this franchise and know how Funimation operates and how things probably are going to roll out internationally. I'm not saying we knew what was going to happen. I'm just saying we always have a pretty good idea about it. You went on to say, don't really feel like Vados or Shampa are going to turn out to be evil. And nope, indeed, nothing Yet, I, I still doubt that's going to happen. Shampo uh, was really just a childish brother alongside Beerus the whole time. Vados was a little bit more of like, well, you said go do it, so I did it. It just didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen. Like, I did what you literally yeah. said, not what you thought you said. You went on to say the Shampa arc will go on for a while. It'll be over by the end of 2016 with another arc after this that may be the end of the series. You said you think that the Universe 6 versus 7 tournament is as far as Toriyama scripted. Wow, it really felt like you expected the 6 versus 7 tournament to run to run a lot longer than it did. Yeah, I was, and I still am, kind of surprised at how short-lived it actually was. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in hindsight, going back to it, I, I think it runs pretty well. It was well-paced. It was the right length for the story they were trying to tell there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they definitely could have drawn it out. Uh, not drawn out the fights, but drawn out some of the, the context surrounding it. And I think it still would have felt the right length. But mm-hmm. in terms of what it was, uh, yeah, yeah. And I know for me, a lot of it is just the fact that there is a manga, and I was just like, how the hell are they going to keep up with this? And there's no way they're just going to go really, really fast and get way ahead. Well, when you <laughs> skip arcs, I guess well, that makes it a lot easier. Sure enough, that is exactly what they did. Yeah, this, let's talk about it briefly. The Super Manga was fascinating. Uh, we did the Battle of Gods arc in four chapters, and you had things like one page would cover an entire episode worth. Yeah. Um, that... That arc really does not, this is something I've talked about, it does not stand alone. Uh, Really, the entire beginning up to the Trunks arc does not stand alone. It requires external knowledge about the TV series for you to get the full picture of what's going on. Even in cases where the manga does different stuff, like introducing Vados and Shampa earlier and in different contexts, you still need to have seen the TV series, or at least the movies, to get the full story going on there and to watch the page count increase i mean it was really crazy how uh, i think i again shueisha fell into another another success they weren't expecting to have i mean i enjoy reading the manga oh for sure yeah and and especially now that it's like 30 pages it's 39 pages i know well it just keeps going up it does we're and i'm sure he's right just now. like god damn it guys <laughs> i hope he's I'm never gonna get well. this done i mean he was just a fan manga artist and yeah he loved it but all right so we're gonna move on to more things that you predicted for the year uh because you thought this was going to be the last arc of the series which mm-hmm. is a little bit i was naive you were young naive heath what he didn't mm-hmm. know uh toriyama will rewrite the end uh, you meant end of z there and make it just work 
Uh, a second option, which was more likely, is that we will explore more universes and time will become a non-issue. So, like, he kind of gave me two things to go on here. You're not going to really commit to anything. Uh, the way you were explaining it was that, well, we're going to travel off to different universes. And not that time won't matter and, like, oh, who cares about the five years we have left. More of, like, we're going to leave and come back and it'll be like no time has passed. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know if that's going to be the case as we get into this tournament. Is We're definitely running up against Actual things from the manga about I haven't seen you in X yeah. years, uh, even though we're finally getting bra. So like that problem solved a little bit. Uh, but yeah, again, you gave me two options here and I, I don't really want to give you much credit for this. Don't. It's not worth it. We'll just move on then. You said there will be a sequel to Xenoverse. It'll be announced mid-year for release by November. Well, that was precisely what happened. Those darn video game schedules. Right, they are what they are. You said Viz will focus on just the full color comics. Uh, we'll get a collected volume of the super manga. Uh, it'll be drawn out way in between volumes. Uh, so you're kind of skipping back and forth actually here mm -hmm. between Viz and over on the Japan side of things. Uh, volume 2, who knows? 2018? Well, again, that goes back to what we were just talking about at the time. I was basing this all on page counts. Right, it was so low and and again, they skipped um, the Frieza movie portion of things. So there was no way to know. We did actually get volume two by the end of 2016 there. Uh, again, with that increased page count, uh, you hoped we would get some Q&A about Toriyama's involvement with the manga in particular. We did get a little bit of that. That's what I was talking about earlier at the, the back of volume two. Get that little kind of dissection on what Toriyotaro's process is like and how Toriyama's involved. Oh, it was nice. I'm going to give you a half credit overall. Half credit? I'll stuff. take it. Yeah. Uh, you said no new victory mission chapter this year. That this is the comic that Toyotaro was working on for a V jump before Dragon Ball Super started. Twenty eight chapters there monthly, and then a bonus twenty ninth chapter over in the fifth anniversary fan book for Dragon Ball Heroes. Yeah, we did not get any more victory mission. Toyotaro was held up pretty much exclusively by the Dragon Ball Super manga. Did have a couple little bonus things here and there. He did that single chapter for the Xenoverse Two Special Collector's Edition that kind of introduces that world. But yep, that's what he was up to. Uh, you said there's so much new stuff happening uh, that we know what happens when they do a new series. Things like new cards, new CDs, etc. Um, but what you really went into there was that you were hoping for a new guy that was going to really document, really, really document Toriyama's involvement. Uh, you, this is more of a question than a prediction from you, but you were saying, you know, we had the Daizenshu that got updated to the Chozenshu, so maybe at the very end, end of Dragon Ball Super and again you were kind of expecting it to start wrapping up this last year will there be a new set of like ultimate guidebooks but would they do anything while the series was releasing and then we had the joke about is this the year that they finally decide to release the Kanzenshu yes thankfully they did not it still makes me kind of wonder how they're going to handle that because the way they have things set up right now this definitely could go for quite some time. Yeah. But there's so much stuff to cover that are they going to wait and do a Daisenshu series, kind of like what they did at the end of Dragon Ball Z, where it actually came out while the series was still running, which was really odd. But yeah, I I don't know. We'll see with my predictions later. All right. But we'll get to predictions. We have we have crazy ones. Well, not so mm -hmm. crazy ones. I have to this year because I feel like this last year was so almost predictable yeah in a lot of uh, you think last year was predictable i i think this upcoming year is going to be the most predictable year we'll get mm -hmm. to that all right lay it on me how'd i do 
so so crappy you started out with dragon ball super you said it would be open for licensing will funimation and toei go all year long not a peep on funimation's english dub during the calendar year will it debut in 2017 well i would say you're pretty close with me on that one i think that was one thing we agreed on yeah i really thought they were going to go pretty much the entire year because i mean we were seeing how it was rolling out internationally just how it was like man funimation is just not budging on this and we know they're not budging and we had great conversations with lots of people it's like what is going on with the announcement of super the way that toei has been talking for years this should have been in the bag this should already be happening and it made sense in retrospect when we look at all right they really want to do a tv deal which everything we've been saying since 2015 toei wanted a tv deal for super Lo and behold, look what happens. Which I still say is the weirdest thing. Right. But in the meantime, we at least did get that simulcast. It was very closely, very nearly wrapped up with Funimation's TV broadcast announcement as well. Uh, Yeah, but I really thought we were going to get through pretty much the entire year without hearing anything about it. And that's how things went. Well, and I'm sure Dragon Ball Kai threw a nice big wrench into everything. It's been... Because they already had an existing contract to broadcast that. Yep. And it was like, what do you do? (laughs) But... Whatever. Um, Big, bold prediction, and we're going to have a lot of those this year, I hope, is that no one is actually evil. No greater threat out there. Vados hit, and uh, you're going to blindly put your faith in Toriyama, which is a scary (laughs) thing to do. Right. And you hoped that something different in mind would happen in Super, asking a lot of us to buy into a continued power creep, which we've discussed and you thought there was an opportunity for a storyline that is not just a new villain you know get stronger have a giant new fight it really felt like we got kind of half and half of that yeah it was just a new villain go fight a new villain uh Mm -hmm. thankfully we didn't really get a new transformation on i mean trunks did um but in terms of everything else we saw i I mean i was mainly referring to goku there you know we're not gonna have right uh what color hair don't we have yet well and then you also have Yes, they fought black, but they all, you know, it was kind of more of a duo sort of thing. Right, right. Which I don't think we saw coming at all. No. Um, This was the big question of all. Are we going to do a Makayoshin thing like ever? And the answer is still no. So (laughs) you flat out got that one wrong. (laughs) Right. Wasn't really predicting. It was just like, is this probably the last year I can say anything like this? All right, we're done. No, you can say it again. I could, but I won't. So last year, you gave up on Zenkai Battle, and you didn't know about any Xenoverse sequel at the time. Right. So you were kind of thrown out there, what's going to happen? You know, you didn't really have a prediction, but you thought there would be a follow-up on Xenoverse, because it seems like the success was good enough, took people by surprise, but you were kind of cautious about what they were going to do. Yeah, Xenoverse 2... I mean, I think it made sense for them, and I've talked about this. I think Super really disrupted the development of Xenoverse 2. Clearly, they had a story they wanted to tell, which was more Toa and Mira. And, oh, we're going to throw in some of the old movie villains, like tie in some of this other stuff we have. Oh, God, Dragon Ball Super has a story with time travel, which is literally what our game is about fuck do we do i guess we just keep making what we're making 
I guess. I want. I still want to talk more about Xenoverse. We'll get Karen on here to do our final review of Xenoverse 2. But yeah, Super really disrupted all the game development. Uh, I never saw Dragon Ball Fusions coming a mile away. That was the biggest amazing surprise of 2016. By far. Uh, but I guess we'll cover that because I had some more game predictions. Yes. So um, continued support for Ultimate Mission 2 with some free expansions. You were very excited about that. But you thought that there was enough new material out there for an actual Ultimate Mission 3. 3DS is still on the market, but the Fusion Project coming out. Is there enough room for Ultimate Mission 3? Not then, (laughs) but now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we didn't know a whole lot about Project Fusion at the time, became Dragon Ball Fusions. Uh, We knew it was coming to 3DS. It was like, do they want to crowd the market with two games in the same year probably not that doesn't make sense uh i can't remember when the last patch for ultimate mission 2 and it's not something they traditionally do at least with video games that we've seen for a long time where they really oversaturate the market right especially on the same uh console yeah the the final content patch for ultimate mission 2 did in fact come out very early this year or last year in 2016. So that was uh, kind of the way that they handled that was keep sort of dripping support on that, get fusions out there. Uh, And it's hard to predict now because now we've had since the announcement of Ultimate Mission X coming in April. So, oh, well. See, you didn't get the X part, right? I know I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then you jumped into the American manga market. So let's see how you did on this one. We already knew at the time what was coming. Uh, The three and ones were going to wrap up. And then I believe we knew that the Frieza full color. Yeah, they announced them so ahead of time. <laughs> they just yeah. sat on them for so long. So you were just kind of wondering if the ancillary stuff like SD, we would actually get to see that. Nope. But you did say you didn't see it actually coming here, but you threw it out as maybe. Um, and then another quiet year, which, uh, yeah, we've kind of had. And the super history book is just too big and they would not actually release that. So you got that one right. Yeah, uh, we were pretty dead on with the American market. It made sense that Viz was not going to super oversaturate things again. Especially with their three-in-ones running right, for so long. Out. Yeah, the, for the majority of the year. It's like, well, we know what Viz has planned for Dragon Ball this year. Uh, it wasn't the American market. It was the Japanese market. None of us saw the Soshuhen, the Digest Edition coming. That came and went over the course of 2016. And that was awesome. And then just to wrap things up on the predictions front, uh, Jake said that Silver Cell will come back in Dragon Ball Super. Well, we didn't have that. <laughs> Jake has the best predictions. He always does. He always does. So it is time to now make new predictions for calendar year 2017, acknowledging that we are already now a full month into 2017, but we're doing a little better than we did last year. We're like a week earlier than we did last year. We'll try to keep moving that back to the very beginning of the year. I always love the years where we make a prediction. And it's literally like a week later, (laughs) two weeks later. It's just like, well, that's out the window. We do totally have a history with that. Over the last several years, we'll make a prediction and it hits in the next week or so. So if there's something you really like that you hear one of us say, uh, chances are something is going to happen. Well, Heath, I guess let's start with you. Lay it on me. What are your predictions for Dragon Ball in 2017? Well, I'm going to kind of follow. I'm looking at your outline here. Okay. Stealing and I'm going to follow with you and uh, just kind of go with uh, organized fashion. All right, that's helpful to me. It's all done for you, Mike. So um, since we're sticking with Dragon Ball Super right here to begin with, um, I'm going to go out on a limb. The universe survival arc, I think, will run longer than anything that we have seen. Longer than anything in Super so far? Yes, yeah. um, because I have honestly been 
surprised that some of these arcs have been so short, which is, you know, nice in its own right, but it's just been a while since we've had something a little longer. I will say that I think it will kind of break out, though, and we will have multiple things happening. It's not going to just be, here is us fighting, and every week, Mm -hmm. here's a new match. I think there's going to be some side stories that go with it, which will help draw it out. So that's not really too out there, but... I thought that was a good one. And then also, um, within the animated series, I think we might see another shakeup again this year on the anime staff. Uh, On the production side of things. Yeah, it always seems to happen, whether it be a series director or whoever's actually doing all of, well, the scenario writing and coming up with the overarching theme of the arc. Mm -hmm. That always seems to kind of get changed up. But other than that, I think... It will still continue to be a hit. We'll see merchandise, you know, all that regular mm-hmm. jazz. Yep. As far as the manga goes, I think the manga is going to do a really good job of staying ahead of the animated series. I think they're going to slow that pace down a little bit mm-hmm. so that the manga can actually keep up or be ahead of, which I think will be a really nice change of pace. And that's also kind of based on the fact that I think we've sort of seen Toyotaro may be working ahead already. Right. Well, the question is, how do you think we're going to get there? Because as of this last month in chapter, was it 20? I think it was. Mm -hmm. We're still in the midst of the future Trunks arc. I think we're going to hit this point where they're going to start, unfortunately. Just plowing through it. For everyone, they're going to start plowing through it. They're also going to maybe make, um, they're going to bump him up to 40 plus pages. You think we'll get like a, a double chapter issue yeah. or something like that we might get a few double chapter issues and then go back to more of a regular somewhere in the mm. 30s wow. so the poor guy <laughs> never gets a break <laughs> the poor hopefully well-paid official yes now uh that said that on the anime side it will run longer than anything we've seen before i still think it will be done before the year is out so sometime in 2017 that will end we will move on into something else as far as that goes I think this time we are going to start to see, especially following this tournament, that uh, we have all these new gods of destruction that Goku now wants to go see where they live, go do, you know, go around to all these universes. So I'm going to kind of keep that from last time and we'll see if that comes true. You probably won't. We're going to have uh, not a universe survival, but a universe exploration arc? In a sense. Okay. Maybe GT will come back, <laughs> right. and we'll just skip over the end of Z and go right in. No. Uh, I think we are quickly going to be approaching the end of Z, which we kind of know we already are. But at yeah, some point- How in, long can they go before they do this? Right. I think some point this year, in 2017, or very early in 2018, we are going to see something that addresses the end of Z in some fashion. Whether we move beyond it, or just leading up to it. This is going to be the breaking point. I mean, the nice thing is they already have acknowledged Oob, not by name. Uh, I think it was episode mm-hmm. 30, something like that, when they're having the conversation before they actually headed off to the arc. They're like, who, who are our teammates going to be? Oh, what about the reincarnation of Vu? Oh, you know, he's still too young. Um, so they're acknowledging this is where we're heading. I, I agree with you. This is going to be the breaking point year where it's, are we going to hit the end of the series? Do they have, like we used to joke back uh, you know, when we were younger in our younger days, can Capcom count to three? You know, <laughs> the, the fabled Street Fighter 3 that never came to be went from yes. regular to turbo to super to super turbo. Can Toei 
count to oob. I think I don't know how to say it. <laughs> well, and then how are they going to handle the time skip? Yeah, yeah. But also then, my last super prediction, I think here, is there will be some new type of transformation. But I don't think it will be Goku. It will be someone else. Ooh, okay. I have no idea who, but I'm going with that. Well, is it going to be legendary Super Saiyan female Broly? <laughs> I'm thinking more like main cast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Universe 7, folks. Uh, like like possibly even Vegeta okay. or maybe Goten for some reason just shows up. Goten just you know, shows up. We got we to gotta make Lemmy happy, right? <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> um, and then I guess I will jump into video games. I think Xenoverse 2 did well enough yeah. that they will do something else, but it will drop the Xenoverse and... Still be developed by them, but be called something else. Mm, I think we talked about that maybe two years ago after Xenoverse came out. Or is, well, what could yeah. a sequel be? Will they drop the Xenoverse branding? Um, we weren't sure if they would actually call it Xenoverse 2. Uh, so you kind of bring that back where it's time for Dimps to go off in that direction, but call it something else. In terms of handheld games, we already know Ultimate Mission X is coming out. Right. But I think there will be something else at some point. I don't know. You know, it's so wide open right now. I don't even know what to throw out there other than there will be something that comes out either in April or November-ish. Well, April we know is Ultimate Mission X, so November right. is kind of like wide open for something mm-hmm. else. As far as video game goes, I think that's it. Okay. Mostly because you're way better at that than I am. <laughs> I'll just look terrible. I'll throw this out. Just shits and giggles here zenkai battle finally comes to some sort of home we can't just platform. say it every year and then when it comes <laughs> true we're like oh say it told you so i've never said it before i swear <laughs> i can't remember if you have uh yeah i'm, pre- I'm sure i have I'm pretty sure the last two years i gave up on predicting mm-hmm. it because you just weren't getting it really feels like zenkai battle development picked up again recently though with some more character announcements mm-hmm. so i don't know what's going on there so i don't know if they would expand it then or what they do but it could happen. Still going strong. Yeah. Um, manga, I guess. Let's let's start on the Japanese side and work our way to the Northern America market. Sure. Um, all right. So in Japan, we will get... I'm going to go with volumes three, four, five... I'll go six of Dragon Ball Super. You think they're going to go volumes three, four, five, six? Yep. Okay. They're going to go gangbusters because this is going so well. There's not enough material to hit that even over the course of the year, but if you say so. Yes, it's going to happen, Mike, right. because it's going to be 50% interviews. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then Jake and Julian will shit themselves. Well, you know, someone's going to make the crazy talk here, so I guess that's Yeah. True. No, I just, I think at least three volumes for sure. I'm throwing the sixth one out there for, I think they could do it if they really wanted to. If they start doing some of those double issues... Right, right. Like I had mentioned. Well, I want to pin you down. When do you think Volume 3 is going to hit? Because clearly that's going to come out this year. Uh, Volume 3, I'm thinking April. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the time frame doesn't quite work out to get to number 6, but they could squeeze it in like December 31st. They could, they could. I'm sure. What else? As far as manga, I think the Yamcha spinoff mm-hmm. has done so well that they're going to ex- explore that further. And possibly add another one on top of it bring in somebody else for a whole new spinoff i think they'll get a a, yeah another artist to come on in you know 
all they do is follow people on Twitter and they're like, hey, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, we, we do have, uh, for more info on this, there's uh, an interview over on BuzzFeed Japan that's going to be coming to the site soon if it's not already up by the time you hear this. So Dragon Ball SD, Psycho Jump. I just don't know what to do with this right now. So I'm going to say that SD at some point in 2017 really fades off and just kind of comes to an end. Well, you think so? I think it has... Uh, more than run its course yes it's run its course you know its last leg is just kind of barely hanging on unfortunately for oishi this might be the end of it all gotcha (laughs) other than that um i'm gonna say victory mission we get maybe a new chapter but we get an actual compilation released Mm, finally um they already released it all digitally right so why not do a print version and you can slap on there from acclaimed Dragon Ball Super author, and boom, I mean, I agree, millions yeah. right there. It's the way they can retroactively kind of re-promote it. Yeah. I think in Japan, that's as far as I'll go with things. Um, I will say other kind of publications. I think we do see a guidebook this year. I don't think it will be a really large, you know, collected series, kind of like the Daisenshu. Mm-hmm. I think it will be like maybe uh, a companion set, kind of like the super exciting guides and just pertaining to Dragon Ball Super. I was going to say maybe something like the Perfect Files, where the first one came mm-hmm. out and it didn't even have a number initially. Uh, it's only the reprints where Perfect File number one is actually called number one. Um, yeah. And then maybe we get a, a second one. So we did get that Super Stark guide before the series even started. Um, that was right. a very, very much standalone thing. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done one of those because... They're really, uh, yeah. it's just a Shueisha magazine, essentially, that they just throw out before each arc, you, you know, right. like before the future trunks, Agreed. before yeah, yeah. the universal survival. I think it'd be something easy they could just throw out. So Yeah, and with the know. success of the last two arcs, this seems like the right time to mm-hmm. maybe take a look back at them. So I think we'll get that. We'll finally get an additional soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, it's the right time. I mean, we had another two arcs. They went pretty well into six and seven music uh, mm-hmm. on that first uh, first soundtrack was two discs, I believe it was. So it covered quite a bit of stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the I mean, the Trunks arc had an entirely new score composed for it again. So makes sense. And um, as far as the international market, I think we're still going to get some uh, full color releases from Viz. You think we're going to hear about Cell? Maybe. Hear about it or released or both. In 2017, mm. I'm going to say we'll hear about it. It will be released in 2018. I mean, that's how Viz goes. We're here. We're announcing something for seven months from now. Because I feel like most of their announcements are later in the year. It's going to be like an Otakon yeah, yeah. type thing or even Comic-Con, later, yeah. kind of in October. Right. So, yeah, I have a feeling they'll announce it and then it'll be a couple months lead up to them actually releasing it. Sure. I'll say Viz actually gets a hold of SD. And whether they release it in print, I'm skeptical. This It may be more of a digital-only feature okay. on their website. And I think that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, like we were saying, it's kind of a standard year where when a series is in progress, we kind of know what happens. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes all the fun out of it. A little bit. Oh, I'll throw out, I, I'll just throw this at the wall. I think this year, whether it is released or not, we do hear rumblings or an official announcement of a new theatrical film. Okay. I mean, you said that last year, so I did. you only get one more chance to say it before we I'm stop listening. I'm solid on it this year. I think it's going to happen. Okay. You think uh, same thing you predicted last year, where it's a side story and not part of the TV series continuity? 
Yes. Okay. Or it could be a future trunks alternate telling sort of thing. Well, it's gonna Who be knows? one of the two. All right. You give me too many of these. It could be this or this. I want you to tell me which one is it gonna be. No, I think it'll just be a side story that okay. has nothing to do with the series. Standalone thing. I'm kind of stealing this off Twitter, but I totally thought this the other day. My final prediction, I'm gonna jump back to Dragon Ball Super real quick, and I'm gonna say either within the manga, within the anime, or both, I think lunch will make some sort of appearance <laughs> at some point. She has to. And that's I mean, that's my home run hit right there. All right. I got that one. All right. My prediction time. Again, we, we do this stuff separately and then we come together. So we didn't actually know what the other person was going to say. And the person who goes first always looks better because they got to say it first. I'm going to go in roughly similar kind of order. I'm going to do super games, manga, other publications, and then crazy shit. And you're going to make me look good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, because you got a chance to say it first. I'm not stealing from Heath. I wrote mine first. I guarantee you I wrote he mine He did. First. So for Dragon Ball Super, I think like you said, like Heath already said, the universe survival arc will be longer than the previous arcs but not hugely i'm gonna say it's gonna be no more than 35 episodes of actual content so like the arali episode wasn't part of the normal trunks arc content it was still part right kind of where they like where they switch title cards yeah, yeah, yeah. so you kind of know exactly what they're doing there right so like it's not universe survival arc yet but it wasn't quite that i think like actual survival arc content will be about 35 episodes mm-hmm. so you're you're putting a number to it i am because that's I, ballsy i have to go specific here because otherwise it's just these herpy derpy heath gives you two options and Gets half I try not to, but then I second guess myself as I talk. <laughs> I know. And... I know. Uh, Toyotaro influence, Dragon Ball Room influence. I don't even really know where to go from here. Uh, I'm going to leave it to what you already said. Uh, I'm just going to agree with you. I, I won't count these as my own predictions, but in terms of Toyotaro's got to either move along or catch up somehow. I really want to know this Dragon Ball Room. I almost wish I could just sit in there and be like, so what do you guys do every day? I want to know more what their influence is on Dragon Ball Super itself. And I guess mm-hmm. we already know it's going to be the female Broly looking character. I mean, we already literally had them say in a previous interview that Yay. Broly for the international market, like we did this, we brought this upon ourselves. Thanks, fanboys. But separate from that, it. what their influence is elsewhere, it's going to be things like that Yamcha manga. Mm. Or, uh, I'll get to some of this stuff. Uh, but sticking with Dragon Ball Super itself, content predictions. It's so hard to even know where to begin here. And we can't even necessarily say everything's going to work out in the end because look at the Trunks arc. Not everything worked out in the end for Trunks. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think Toriyama can pull the same thing twice in a row, like a real downer of an ending. Uh, like you were talking about, Heath, uh, when are we going to approach end of Z? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be not as much of a downer ending, maybe a little more melancholy than that, bordering mm-hmm. on happy kind of ending. Like things will kind of work out. I think some characters will be disappointed. Uh, maybe one of the Zen O will uh, die. That's where my prediction is going to go. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I do not think there's going to be a new transformation in the way of hair color. I think Goku, <laughs> I think Goku will find a new way to get even stronger again uh but it won't be the usual way and i don't really know what that means and that he becomes a god 
well, we've been there, done that. Is that the crazy prediction that Goku becomes a god of destruction? That's where he went at the end of no, GT. He, He's he, a god of destruction. He takes his safety job of just god of Earth. Okay. Do we finally hit end of Z? I'm going to say in calendar year 2017, we do not hit end of Z. Uh, I'll just leave it there. So I'm going to move on to video game stuff here. Again, we already kind of know what the trajectory of at least early 2017 is going to be. We know that Xenoverse 2 is getting four DLC packs and pack two is coming out next month in February. And we know there's going to be a switch port Nintendo switch for Xenoverse two. That'll probably happen this year. So that really just leaves the end of the year open for an announcement. Because again, we already know ultimate mission X is hitting 3ds in April. That satisfies the domestic market, the Japanese market. There's 20 million 3ds units that have been sold in Japan. That makes complete sense that they're going to stick there for a while. It's insane how popular that is. I mean, Smartphones ate their lunch, but at the same time, 20 million there and more than 20 million in both uh, America and Europe uh, independently of that as well. I mean, there's a lot of that includes all the new systems, the 2DS systems, etc. But the the 3DS family, that's a lot of systems. Um, So that makes sense for Japan. Internationally, though, uh, I think 3DS... Uh, we're not going to get anything on it internationally uh, the next year. Ultimate Mission X is not going to get localized. That's not a prediction. That's like common sense. Do not hold your breath for that. And I keep saying this for what it's worth. The Ultimate Mission games are not fun. <laughs> they are slog fests. <laughs> they run like garbage. They are not fun games. So. But Jake will play them. Yeah, I know. Him and I will both play it and we'll just complain about it the entire time. <laughs> but no, we're good for that. So what does that mean for the end of 2017? We're going to, we know we're going to get a console game in 2017. What is it going to be? So again, this is going to be one of my crazy predictions for the year. I think we are not going to get a fighting game in 2017. I think it is time for them to revisit the Dragon Ball Z action game. I think we're going to get an action game from a completely different developer on the PS4 and the Xbox One. I don't think it's going to be a Musou game uh, because that makes too much sense because everyone else is doing that right now. I think they're too hung up on that. It's going to be something totally different, some kind of action game from a developer we don't see coming a mile away, but will probably make sense in retrospect. That's my crazy game prediction for 2017 i would gladly love to see that just i mean the last time we had something like that it was from an american developer there's a little game called sagas hopefully history does not repeat itself mm-hmm. all right so moving on to manga stuff these are nice little compartments of categories here we already know that viz has super volume one on tap for this year i don't think we would get a volume two from viz this year That's definitely something they would hold on to for 2018. Uh, The full color, they move so slow like this. Like you were saying, Heath, I think we'll get an announcement of Cell in 2017 for a 2018 release. It really does feel, we already mentioned this, like they're trying to shy away from oversaturating as much as they've completely ruined themselves over the last few years. I do feel bad for some of the people that really, really want it. I mean, I see people tweeting at Viz all the yeah, time. The, oh God, give us the Kanzen Bond, give us the rest of the full color. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, I feel like there's enough people out there that would do it, but I totally understand why they're a little reserved yeah, yeah. to just Hey, I here's mean, everything. They should be at this point. So, Viz, if you are interested in doing that, we are interested in helping retranslate the entire manga. We have very reasonable fees. Just saying. Mm-hmm. All right. So, moving on to other stuff. Uh, the novelty of Dragon Ball Super. 
does give Viz an opportunity, though, to try something else for cross-promotion. You know, I, I kind of went half-heartedly into it last year. You predicted a little bit for this year. I think this is the year we see a digital test for Dragon Ball SD. I know I kind of went into it last year, but I'm like 100% solid this is the year that they can try something. Uh, and I think if so, in completely bonkers fashion, they'll start from those original four quarterly chapters of Dragon Ball SD, which have never been since And those recollected. were awesome. They were really fantastic. I think we're going to see those pop up digitally over the course of 2017 as a little test. Um, they're really testing new things, uh, especially. Yeah. Viz. And I just, I felt in my opinion, this is the year of all years, you know, strike well, the iron's right. hot. Super. It makes If sense. you can't do it now right. and it doesn't work, then at least, you know, whatever, you, you, you haven't you really tried. lost anything. Yeah. So Japan, again, the digest edition just wrapped up. None of us saw that coming. So uh, again, Shueisha is also in the same boat words. Don't oversaturate the market. So there's no reason to do anything with the original manga. And I couldn't come up with anything for the original manga because I don't know what the hell they no. do after this. No, it makes no sense. So... I think we will see SD Volume 5 in the first quarter of the year. Uh, we've already got most of the announcements for March. So if I'm going to say a first quarter, I guess it's going to be April. I think we'll see SD Volume 5. Uh, I think we'll see Super Volume 3, like you were saying, toward the end of the year. I'm not going up to Oh, volume come on. Six. Sorry. <laughs> I think Super Volume 3 will be just like the previous volume. It'll probably be about six chapters. Um, that takes us roughly to where we are right now, actually. Uh, so if we go over the course of the year, that means I'll have more material to bank on for a Volume 4 release. And uh, I think we won't see four until early 2018. Like you were saying, is this the year Victory Mission gets collected? Uh, I wrote this before you did. So I agree. But I came up with it first. Uh, like you, you were did. saying, I think they can totally bank on Toyotaro being a name to promote independently of Toriyama himself. I just, I see so many things this year happening, even just because of the international market. Yeah, yeah. Of, hey, it's hot right now. We're going to do it. I mean, I work in marketing for a living. I like I do this kind of stuff. You have to examine what is the overall business plan? Who's doing what? How can I tie this into this? What is a low risk kind of thing? This stuff is already done. Uh, and yeah, a print release in Japan is not super risky, but super success took them by surprise. And they had to pump out more volumes of that over its just after its first week of release, uh, this is the right time for them to do some experiments with things. And I think I'd say it's a little less riskier to do it in Japan. Yeah. Than yeah. Anywhere Distribution else. is much easier there than it is here. Mm -hmm. That's why I think any kind of risks will be digital ones by Viz. Uh, although I have a crazy uh, print prediction for Viz later on that actually has Ooh. nothing to do with Dragon Ball, but we'll get to that. Um, that's really all I have to say about manga, except I'm going to give you a crazy prediction here with manga. Okay. So the previous issue, like we were talking about, Psycho Jump was the January 2017 issue. Did not have a chapter of Dragon Ball SD. This is a little behind the scenes thing. I noticed it didn't have a, it didn't have a chapter in it and I kind of panicked a little bit. I'm like, wait a second. Dragon Ball SD has been like the flagship manga in Psycho Jump literally since its debut. It's been, and I said it's going to end. Right. And you said it's going to end. It's been on pretty much all of the spine art as I'm looking over there. Like it's pretty mm -hmm. much other than the first year or so when they did some mascot stuff uh, picking up. I think that's 2013 over there onward. It's all 
SD artwork, Oishi's stuff. And so when it wasn't in that volume, I'm like, holy shit, what just happened? And I wrote up an entire news post about it and I'm throwing things over to Julian and like, oh yeah, actually they did say the previous issue that SD would be taking a break the next month. Like, God damn it. I wrote up this entire news post all about it and I had to trash it. So my crazy prediction is that Naho Oishi has actually been pregnant and just gave birth to a child. And that's why she probably had to take, uh, again, with Psycho jumping bi-monthly, you got some nice time off there. So my prediction is that's what happened. And I'm biting off Heath. I think the next issue or two of Psycho Jump will wrap up the Cyan arc of Dragon Ball SD. And that will be the end of Dragon Ball SD. Boom. I think that's been the narrative the whole time, except we didn't know and we still don't know. And maybe that's not it. So we're kind of on the same page. You just threw a nice twist in there. Yes, it's a twist. All right, let's start wrapping things up with predictions here. Other publications, uh, we talked about maybe a mid-run start to a new super specific guidebook series. Uh, I like the idea we were kind of tossing around earlier, uh, a parallel to the GT Perfect Files, where maybe we get a new thing here that covers the four arcs so far. Not so much on Battle of Gods and F, but a little bit more detail on tournament and then future trunks. Well, and I feel like it's, it's a safe way to do it from Shueisha's standpoint mm-hmm. because they could release, you know, smaller sized volumes, mm-hmm. right. a la super exciting guides, and they could just recycle all of that material for a much larger, more premium type release. Yes, a like nice hardcover thing later on. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, like we've already been talking about the Dragon Ball room, we've already had one. Un- Additional fan artist go official with Dragon Garoli. Uh, with the massive success so far of that, maybe it's time to pay attention to the international market. I think the next spin off manga will be a separate no. series from a separate artist, and it's going to be a Broly one. Oh. Again, we brought this on ourselves. We did. My final prediction has nothing. I still think it'd be funny to watch. It would be. <laughs> but whatever. My final prediction has nothing to do with Dragon Ball. But I need to have something else crazy on here. I've been wanting this for as long as I can remember. 2017 is the year that Viz releases Kajika. God damn it. Why isn't Kajika released yet? I don't know what to tell you, Mike, because I have a feeling you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yes. Sorely disappointed at the Me end too. of this year. For those who don't know, Kajika, a one volume series that Toriyama did after Dragon Ball, relatively poorly fan translated back then, uh, hasn't been touched by uh, Viz. And even though we've gotten other things over the years, you know, and they did Sandland, like, where's Kajika? That's the one I actually wanted to read. Hey, I, if they want, I, I can touch up scans. Jay can translate. They foot the bill. Again. We'll do it. We are more than willing <laughs> to throw in our hat on this. Of course, Jake and Julian would like to be fairly compensated for it. But for me to be able to read Kaji, I mean, I guess we could do it anyway and then I could read it. But it'd be nice to actually have it released. There you go. Yes. So we're willing to translate Kajika for you. I would like to see Kajika in 2017. Just saying. Those are my predictions. We've been going for a long time here. It was a crazy year. You know, every year we say it's a crazy year unlike any other we've ever seen before, but continues to be that way. So we can't possibly read every prediction that people gave us on Twitter, but we got so many responses. I do want to kind of scroll through and pick out some of our favorite ones here. So if you didn't hear yours, I'm sorry. I mean, there were just so many. We did read them all. We appreciate getting them all. So I think Heath, you and I will just trade back and forth. We'll pick a couple to read here. All right. I'll start off reading a few here. Uh, Jacob says a fourth series director for Dragon Ball Super. 
and a new movie announced, the dreaded Yamamuro Tadayoshi, Tadayoshi Yamamuro, remains with the series. Heath, you can speak to series directors. You think we're, you've already said you think we're going to have more of a shakeup here. I do. I don't know if uh, Yamamuro's going anywhere. He seems to be the face of the animation department these days, especially for Dragon Ball specifically. So I really don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Whether people think that's fortunate or not, personally, I just would rather have consistency at this point we're like 76 episodes into this thing changing a character designer to somebody like better right that's not Whatever. happening no. not up to us though all right uh david says after new arc there'll be a filler episode with future trunks and my stopping in and maybe peel off will finally rule the world <laughs> i like that i think we we deserve we are entitled to a check-in with trunks here i'm gonna read one last and then you can take it away with a few uh joshua says kaba and femroli are going to be related and there's going to be a new Super Saiyan Blue form. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know if he means Super Saiyan just in general. Uh, maybe Super Saiyan White or something. I love it. Um, we Omar said Kai and Super will be released on Blu-ray from Funimation. Super continues chugging along. Lots of fan overreactions and more figures. That's all super safe. And then Hard Knock Day dropped in and said, the female Broly character will gain popularity. Ha ha ha. And the DB room will give her a spinoff manga. Wow, look at that. Yeah. I think we're all reading into it. Like, we we just see the writing on the wall. Like, Broly's going to be down our throats this year. Uh, and then Ramble jumped in and said that the his prediction is that Super will have to go past the time skip. Mm. There's no way all this could occur in 10 years. Here, Beerstick says, uh, we haven't really talked about this in a while. This is the year Toei will announce a Blu-ray remaster of Dragon Ball. Could either be a Kai version for the international audiences or not. Uh, Yet we haven't talked about this, is that we're at that right time for Toei to do a re-release of the series on the new format. Uh, with Super ongoing, Heath, do you think 2017 is the right year to go back to the old series is here? It could be, at least to start. Yeah, I have a feeling if they're going to do it, they're going to do it a la the Dragon Boxes again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they saved all those masters <laughs> and they could just use them. It would save a lot of money. That's for sure. I just don't know if, if this is necessarily the year. Yeah. In my opinion. <sighs> I don't think it is. I think Super's too big right now it's one of those do you really want to compete with yourself right right like you can do the other stuff that helps support super but i don't think competing with the actual original series is the right way to do it right yeah Mm -hmm. right now and they could do something towards the end where they do what they did last time and they start with dragon ball z and somehow try to tie it in Mm. with super but the problem is you're starting at the beginning of z and what do you do (laughs) i think what they need to do is market gt right alongside (laughs) Ah. right now just confuse everyone just reanimate gt make it part of no don't do that just go into it that's what i've wanted all along forget that nothing works together just go into it anyway all right uh, um let's read a couple i've more. got a couple from gob queen okay not so much a prediction but apparently a hope um the team structure of the Zeno tournament um uh, makes him hopeful and characters who have been left behind by the series like tension han or number 18 will get actual solid focus and also they are really hoping that the female super scion they revealed is a major character so thank you i think that absolutely it's going to be an important character yeah i do too i just i don't foresee why 
they would necessarily be included. You know they're including that clip for the international market. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's all Absolutely. be honest here. <laughs> Again, it's totally transparent because they already told us about it now. Yes. So. Uh, Kefka44 here says, a revised English language translation of the original run of the manga. Again, the offer is outstanding to Viz at any time that they would like to bring us in to consult on this. But like we said, I that just doesn't seem like the right year to do it here's something that uh just i completely missed uh john rogers uh the jump super anime tour special turns 10 next year so in order for the world to celebrate it is fine it finally receives an international home release well that's 2018 so i think it's a little preemptive mm-hmm. of our prediction here but yeah i i have been thinking about we did a five-year look back at the jsat special soon enough we'll be doing a 10-year look back that's horrifying oh my God. because the website was already so old by that point the podcast was already a few years in by that point like we're definitely hitting the point you know i listen to retronauts obviously i mean i'm into video games as well retronauts is a, a well-known podcast and there's like a, a kind of like rough guide of when something is 10 years old that's when you can start doing look backs on things and jeremy Parrish is always talking about how reviews he has written as a professional are now retro from when he started and this is the kind of thing i run into where i'm like something that i did on the podcast is old enough to have a 10-year anniversary that's horrifying to me it's horrifying for all of us mike we have a few others here let's look at some of the other ones that came in see uh stratego says goku will appear at the very last second doing something seemingly impossible and or steal a victory from another character. I could see that. And then uh, Famous Name Pun says, hopefully improve scheduling at Toei for this arc. And another arc huh. or conclusion arc after that. I mean, that's a lot of hopeful thinking here. I feel like they were, I will say, much more organized for the future Trunks arc. Yeah. I feel like they did have it together yeah, yeah. a lot more. And I don't know if that's the Dragon Ball room somehow helping Mm, or the fact yeah, that yeah. maybe they really started the writing process much earlier. I thought it was, it went much more smoothly. In my opinion. All right, Heath, wrap it up. You got a couple. All right, we got um our buddy Damon Corpse. More full color Dragon Ball Z from bit from Viz. No backtracking to Dragon Ball yet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty solid. Uh, movie adaptations of the Universe Six plus Future Trunks arcs. We'll see. And Super teases Oob. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, we're we're flashing randomly to Hachan over there. Might as well show Oob as a little kid somewhere, right? Well, you know what? Let's wrap it up with this. This actually just came in as we're recording this uh, a little later. This mm-hmm. is from It's Exactly 9000. I think this is a great way to wrap up predictions for 2017. Brolina will marry Bardock once he comes back from the dead as a Super Saiyan 4. There you have it. It is now canon. That is Dragon Ball in 2017 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> God, where are we living, Mike? I don't know. We're in 2017, Heath. We're in the future. Never saw this coming 20 years ago. Oh. Remember all those those fanfics way back? Yes, in they're all true now. <laughs> All right, so that was our annual prediction episode. I know we went for a long time, but again, it was a crazy year. So we gave you uh, a look back at last year's predictions and some crazy, mostly not so crazy predictions for the year ahead. So we'll bring our episode here to a close. This was our latest podcast, episode 420 at Kanzenshu. Stuff going on on the site right now. I have two big translation pieces that I threw over to Jake. I uh, already mentioned them, the uh, BuzzFeed interview about the Dragon Ball room, specifically the case of, what is it, the case of being reincarnated as Yamcha, uh, yep. a spinoff manga that came out. 
And then also some Universe Survival R promotion stuff that aired on TV, actually, today as we're recording. So look for that. Uh, I was hoping to wrap this up at the end of last week, but I didn't get around to it. Uh, it will be this week. I'm halfway done porting the pages right now. Uh, a look, and then I want to do a podcast episode, actually, about this in the near future. And that's a look at Dragon Ball GT coverage in American press, uh, specifically anime magazines, as it was getting ready to launch, specifically coverage from Animerica and Anime Insider in 2003. These are new additions to the press archive. And you're talking about when it was originally going to start in 1996? To compare them. So the stuff that I'm just putting up now is going to be as Funimation is about to release it. Oh, okay. That's in contrast to a lot of stuff I have already put up, which I will relink when I put these new ones up, uh, that are from, indeed, 1996, 1997, when GT was new and current in Japan. Uh, And the topic you can look forward to here on the podcast is uh, comparing those. What was the sentiment at the time among fans, among press? How did that change or maybe not change? Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about Funimation's marketing decisions around GT in respect to what that press coverage was at the time. So that's some cool stuff to look forward to. Heath, uh, you've been fixing things for me. That's been nice. What else you got going on? Mostly fixing things. Mostly fixing things. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just started a new job, so I've been uh, really entangled in that right now. But I'm trying to get back on things. I did catch up with super episode pages. Yep, awesome stuff. They're though. just not live yet. So. Hang in there. I'll get them up. And then... Uh, Saw some manga work. Little things yep. here and there. Just update things every once in a while when it hits me. Cool, cool. That's always so, good. Yep. And Julian, um, you know, he's he's got three kids now, so he's a little busier than uh, some Us? someone who only has two kids. <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty busy. Yeah. I tell you, uh, two is enough that I can't imagine a third one. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Uh, so that's what we got going on on Konzenshu right now. Uh, one little film... One little thing I will plug if, if you haven't seen it already. Uh, I actually got a chance to do narration for a Did You Know Gaming video about Dragon Ball Z stuff. Uh, that was fun. That was on the homepage. If you've ever heard of Did You Know Gaming, well, it's the second most recent video uh, in the main series. I, I think I saw what just went a Simpsons video that went up this last mm-hmm. week. Uh, but go check it out. Uh, I had a lot of fun. We did some extra fact-checking than I think normally they get done for their videos, so we were happy to do that. Uh, Jake did some extra translation work on some of the Legends material. No, we've covered that in the past, but um, on our previous retrospective about that game, we did just an overview of some of the translations. Jake did a, a formal translation of two things, one from Kenji Yamamoto and then one from the graphic designer that's in those uh, that's in that video. Do you miss Kenji Yamamoto? Yes, so, so much. You miss the drama. I do. Yamamoto was the gift that just kept on giving over and over. I say that about Kai, but it was Yamamoto specifically. So go check out that video. Man, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go crash. This is a podcast episode that I will edit. Hopefully it'll come out this week. Heath, wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoy listening to us in your ears, your ear space. We'll see you next time. You have a good one.